This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. First, we have to give it up for our sponsor, Jubilance for PMS, the only supplement on the market to help relieve your emotional PMS symptoms. This supplement is produced by a woman-run company and is the only clinically tried supplement on the market for the emotional side of PMS. Just think if you could stop all the stressing and those anxieties that accompany PMS. It's totally possible with a supplement you take once a day. Learn more if Jubilance is right for you at Jubilance.com. Hi everyone, it's Alice, your host of Weekly Woman. Welcome to the show. Today we're talking to the girls behind the newsletter, blog, and social media for first period stories. They receive submissions from women all over the world about exactly that, their first period. First Period Stories is a place to share your unique stories, whether they be funny, cringeworthy, or just plain awkward. It's a place for those experiencing their first period where they can go and not feel so alone. Because we all know you can be armed with tampons and pads and still not be ready for your period. They're a community of women and menstruators, and we'll hear from them about starting the blog and some of the stories they've received. Preparing for this episode, I tried to think back on my first period. I couldn't exactly remember anything about it, which is probably fortunate. I've had some rather cringeworthy period moments you might have heard on previous episodes. I think the earliest period story I can remember is after rehearsal, I got into my friend's car with a couple of girls going home. Her mom was the carpool mom for that day, and I just felt it. I knew it was happening, and I was just sitting there without a pad, a tampon, or anything. It was a 30-minute car ride, and I just kept thinking, maybe I can get up really quickly and just run into my house, or maybe I'll leave my sweatshirt on this seat forever. But when we finally pulled up to my drop-off, I had to tell the mom, I was so mortified. I just felt like I was dying. She was so kind about it, saying she would take care of it, that it was fine, and that we never had to talk about it ever again. But at that moment, I recognized the power of being prepared. I was completely in denial before that, but now I was that kid that had a whole backpack full of sanitary goods, just in case. What's your first period story? I know they'd love to hear. After a word from our sponsor, we'll hear from these amazing ladies. Managing my stress levels. I take on way too much, I do way too many things, and every year I tell myself I'm going to do less and less. But I always seem to not meet that goal every year. I've removed no stress from my life. There is um, too much to do. If you're also trying to remove stress from your life, the only thing that has helped me immensely, more than anything, has been jubilance. Uh, This PMS supplement (laughs) is a lifesaver, and most of the stress that I have to deal with is on my period, and it helps me keep my cool, find my peace, and deal with my stress and manage it better. But now that I have jubilance to help me with all this stress, I was able to get everything I need to get done. I am not overwhelmed, and I can finally put this all away and just enjoy what 2021 has to bring. Yeah, so we just kind of start off with some more like softball type of questions. Um, what is your favorite show that you've binged during COVID, this pandemic? That's been a year. Yeah, it's been, it's actually been a full year now. Um, and, you know, I think that all of us have binged so many shows this year, way more than usual, because there hasn't been a whole lot else to do. But one of my favorite shows that I recommend to everybody is Pen15. 
they had their second season released over summer. Um, it's fantastic. It is, if you haven't heard of it or seen it, oh. it is the two women in their early 30s that wrote it and star in it. And it is them acting as themselves in middle school in the late 90s. Oh my God. So it is it is cringy in the best possible way. They are hilarious and they are acting alongside other actual like young teenagers. So it is just, it's funny. Um, but I think it also sort of applies to what we're talking about because it is these two middle schoolers going through everything that a middle schooler goes through. So of course there's a first period episode, um, but just a lot of other firsts and things that I think we can all relate to from when we were that age. That's amazing. And I'm like already cringing, just thinking back <laughs> to middle school. Like exactly. the word middle school gives me like a shudder. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they really play that up. And I think, you know, I think for me, cause I'm also in my early, early thirties. So everything that they are showing is so well set designed. The props mm -hmm. are spot on. Like uh, the rooms that they have are just designed in a way that my friends and my rooms were. Wow. I, I really hope there's like lots of Lisa Frank. That's, that was like yeah. my <laughs> 90s experience. Lisa Frank binders, Lisa Frank pencils. Yes. <laughs> so like, I think like the real currency were the erasers. Like how many erasers? Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, to top your pencil, man, that was the best. <laughs> uh, do do any of you have a favorite book that you've read this year? What should we be reading? Well, I think we all read quite a bit and I read more than I probably read since like high school, which is great. It's something I've been meaning to do. So I'll give you two favorite books. One's a nonfiction and one's a fiction. First one, nonfiction, is called How to Do Nothing. Huh. It's by Jenny O'Dell. And I know that other Rachel, she read that as well. <laughs> it's great. I, I, um, I think a lot of people who read it, they kind of think it's going to be about like how to unplug how to get off the internet how to get off social media but it becomes a much bigger kind of manifested than that it involves all kinds of different stuff and really just talks about the attention economy which I didn't even know was a thing until I read this book so highly recommend huh. um, and then the other book is called Ducks Newberry Port it's by Lucy Elman and it is an incredible work of fiction it is a thousand pages long which I didn't know that when I bought it. And so when it came in the mail, I'm like, holy, okay. Like I was not expecting this, but I read it all within like a month. It was incredible. It's huh. consciousness, which I know a lot of people don't like, but if you like it, you'll love it. So. Is it Newburyport like uh, in Massachusetts? Like yes. Area? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Cool. But I'm, I won't, I won't like, I won't wear anything, but okay. it's great. Great book. Great. I'll have to, I'll have to pick it up. Yeah. Great. Uh, do you guys have a favorite quarantine hobby? Yeah, I've actually, um, been running quite a bit, uh, near the beginning of the pandemic, my dad signed up for a 50 mile race. Like uh, running? Yeah. A 50 mile running race in Bryce Canyon. Um, he's done a half marathon, which we did together. And then he did a 50K, I believe it is, which is 36 miles. Now he's going for 50 miles. Wow. Um, he's 62, by the way. 
Um, but then my sister-in-law convinced me to sign up for the 30K in Bryce Canyon. So we would be like, you know, running a fourth of what my dad is running or whatever, but it's more than I've ever ran. So me and her have actually been running every weekend, um, doing the trails out here in Colorado. And it's crazy what you can do when you just decide to do it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you a runner before this or is this like brand new to you? I started running um, on a whim in 2018. Um, I trained for a half marathon for three months, but I couldn't even run a mile before that. And then um, I ran a half with my dad a few months later, and then I got just totally burnt out on that. Because <laughs> yeah. for the second one, I was training indoors on a treadmill, so it was terrible. Um, so I took like a year break, and now I'm back, and um, I've been running outside all winter, so I don't feel that same burnout like before. I've been really enjoying it. And toughening up a bit I'm always like it's cold I need to go inside but I feel like this has really helped wow that's amazing when is, very impressive just running a ton getting into really good shape and all I've been doing all quarantine is baking and eating bread and cookies <laughs> and sweets do you have a favorite recipe um you know I've been on that sourdough starter kick so I've sort of been just switching that up a little bit. I made bagels last week from scratch, what? which was really fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, no favorites, but you know, it's been fun just to bake things, but I'm <laughs> very impressed with what Rachel's doing. <laughs> that is amazing. Probably should be running. That is a hobby that I need in my life. <laughs> I am definitely on the baking streak. I, yeah. I got a book like last week and I've made four cakes from it and devoured them all. That's awesome. <laughs> and do you have any favorite recipes that you've made? Um to have a little recipe exchange. Yeah, we should. I'll I'll email you after this. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And so Rachel, you mentioned that you're living in Denver now. You talked about Bryce Canyon. Um Rachel and Justine, um, where are you guys living? Uh, I'm living in Mobile, Alabama, which is a very cute uh, artsy city that's on the Gulf Coast. I'm in Los Angeles, California. Uh, so yeah, we're all in different parts of the U.S., different time zones. Mm -hmm. I'm from L.A., so for me, it's been nice this year to just be close to family when we can't interact with anybody else. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, how did you guys all connect if you guys are from so many different places? Yeah, we actually all met in Chicago. Um, oh. Let's see, in 2016, I met you guys. You guys knew each other a little bit earlier, but we all worked at the same advertising agency in Chicago. Um, and I was a writer there and Rachel and Justine were art directors. So um, we were all kind of partners there. I partnered with both of them um, and just became really close. I worked there for two years. You guys were, worked there a little bit longer than me. Mm -hmm. um, but then, yeah, we all went our separate ways from Chicago. I moved out here because my brother and my two nieces live out here. So I had super FOMO. <laughs> but yeah, we still stay in touch, obviously, and are still really close. So 
Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And so cool that you can move from Chicago to like all over the U.S. and are still working on this project together. And and for our listeners, they don't really know what this is about, but what is First Period Stories? Can you talk a little bit about starting it and what it is? Yeah, I'll, I'll top level what it is, and then I'll hand it off to one of the Rachels to get into the details. But essentially, First Period Stories is a website and an Instagram page where we share user-submitted first period stories. So it's our way of sort of addressing the stigma around menstruation in a very easy to digest sort of fun way. You know, our stories are funny, they're embarrassing, they're very relatable. And I think it's our way of just letting um, everyone know that this is something that more than 50% of the world goes through and it's very normal. Rachel, do you want to talk about how we start? Oh yeah, sure. So <laughs> I just was like really soaking that up. I'm like, yes, yeah. I mean, um, I can no. go on and on. <laughs> no, so like uh, Rachel was saying, we met all in Chicago working at the same advertising agency. And at this point, uh, when we came up with the idea for it, we were all really good buddies. And one day um, we were taking our lunch break and we were sitting up on the roof of our office building. And somehow we started talking about our first period stories and we kind of went around a circle and we all shared ours and it was like, wow, these stories are funny and cringy and sad and emotional and like so interesting and compelling and interesting. And so many people have them, like Justine said, maybe we should do something with this. And so we kind of, you know, talked about like what that could look like. And so, you know, we felt a website and Instagram, that would be the easiest, most like immediate way to reach people and get all kinds of different stories so that's how we got started yeah and I think that was almost three years ago you guys which is crazy when we first started it we were like man if it doesn't work it doesn't work but um we're so fortunate to have gotten almost 400 stories at this point from all around the world so it really crazy (laughs) it really did resonate with people and it still does so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And for everyone listening at home, you definitely have to check out their both their Instagram and their newsletter. Um, it, what is the handle so people can find it? Yeah, so the website is just firstperiodstories.com and our handle is first.period.stories. Perfect. Um, yeah, <laughs> really easy. Yeah. <laughs> Would you so check it out? Very easy to find on the website. Obviously, we link to Instagram on there as well. Perfect. And would you guys mind sharing a first period story? Do you do you have one you can share? One of yours or uh, one of your audiences? I think the best one of ours is probably Rachel's. I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to share. Okay. <laughs> I'll share. There's also a garbage truck right outside. So my apologies. Well, I can't hear it at all. Yeah. It's like, of course it's here right now. Um, yeah. My first period story was insane. Looking back, I was in the seventh grade and I went to a Catholic school. Um, and one weekend I was an altar girl serving at church. And, you know, I had my white robe on and everything. And I remember my seventh grade boyfriend was in the front pew (laughs) and I was just, you know, going about my godly duties, I suppose. And 
I felt a little weird while I was sitting in my chair up at the altar and I looked down when I stood up and saw blood on my chair and blood was on my white robe. <laughs> and this was of course in the middle of church. It was not at the end or anything that I could get away with. And if um, I, I was Catholic at this time, so you have to go down for the Eucharist. You have to go down the aisle with the priest and then come back up. So everyone got a view of my butt. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> including my seventh grade boyfriend because I didn't know what to do I didn't want to like run out so there I was um and yeah after church I took off the robe and just stashed it with the rest acting like it wasn't bloody or anything <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I ran to the church bathroom um and stuff some toilet paper in my underwear as usual. Um, and then my mom took me straight to CVS to get some pads. And it's not over yet, guys. That night, <laughs> I was doing an all-night event called Relay for Life, which is, it raises money for cancer research. Well, my whole class was there. And it was an all-night event where you, like, walk around the track, like, in what other day are you up all night with everyone you know just this day so I was stuck learning how to use a pad in these porter potties oh no I know and I had no idea like what to do so I would change it like literally every 20 minutes I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing and it went like that for the rest of the night it was bad that's so bad. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine just like walking down the aisle at mass and I'm so sorry. And it like our seventh grade idea of ourselves of just like, oh, I'm just going to put it back. <laughs> I know, right? Like this is not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> wow, yeah. that's amazing. It, surprisingly or not surprisingly, we've gotten a lot of user submitted stories of first periods happening in church. Yeah. Huh. Very similar. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, that's so interesting. See, I don't remember that first period story, but I feel like every time I have my period, there's something horrible that happens, like something yep. terribly embarrassing. <laughs> Inevitably. Like right on time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, what's, what's going to happen this month? <laughs> I know. I'm like, how long have I had my period? And I'm still not prepared each time. I'm like, what's <laughs> happening to me? <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. And like, it is such a taboo subject still, which uh, like amazing on you guys for like trying to break that shame. That is so cool. Have you had any like feedback from your audiences about that? Like what, what have they been saying about your newsletter and about these stories? Who wants to take it? Oh, none of us. <laughs> Sorry, I just lobbed this at you. Yeah. Um, well, as I told you a little bit ago, we have over 400 stories. Obviously, this is resonating with people. Um, we get a lot of DMs from young menstruators um, who have not gotten their period and they're curious, like, is it ever going to happen to me? Like, what's going on? Is this normal? Also, like people who have just got it and don't know what to do, 
We have a lot of young people in our DMs wondering what's going on. And also people that are older and ask us questions through our DMs. I think this has become like our Instagram has become like a safe space for people to ask these questions. Um, and although we aren't experts, we all do have a period. So we have some, you know, advice to offer, but, but and yeah. even people who aren't menstruating, like are uh, asking us questions, like Justine had a very long back and forth conversation with a teenage boy about yes. the birds and the bees, essentially. <laughs> She was very patient. So it's just interesting how many people feel like it is a safe space, even if they aren't menstruating, even if they're male or, you know, aren't menstruating. It's like, it's fine for them to ask questions and we're happy to have them. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the point of why we started this is one, a lot of young girls, when they are getting ready to start their periods or just started it, don't have all the information they need and maybe feel very alone in that. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is a place where they don't need to feel alone. But also just like I started this off is ending that stigma around menstruation. Why aren't we talking about it? Everyone should feel comfortable talking about it. Yeah, that's, that's really wonderful. That's amazing. Oh, is that a dog? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just came up to join me on the couch here. Um, I'm I'm hogging all the sun in the corner over here and (laughs) the dog wants in on that. That's incredible. Um, and something that we always ask on this podcast is what is your definition of womanhood? That's such a tricky question because I think there isn't a very clear answer on what is womanhood. It is such a personal identity. And I think especially the way that we talk about gender right now is so fluid. You know, even with first period stories, we're very cognizant of not saying women, we say menstruators. Uh, Maybe you picked up on that just already with the way we've been talking because there are menstruators who don't identify as women. Um, And so it's a little bit more of an inclusive term. And I think the same goes for womanhood. There isn't a clear cut definition. It is just a personal identity. And if you feel that you are a woman, then you are. You know, I think that we're very open-ended with that. There, There are as many definitions of womanhood is there are women, you know, I think everyone has their own special definition of what that means for themselves. Yeah. And I think that's why I love to ask it too, because I think it's something that changes like minute by minute as you go through your Mm -hmm. day. Yeah. Which which I think is exciting about like us as identifying as woman or whoever does um, or whoever feels that way. Um, And if you guys had some advice to give to, um, like someone you met on the street uh, or someone who needs advice on their period, uh, what would you say to them? I would just let everyone know that periods are normal, guys, period. (laughs) It's crazy the amount of people in their stories and in our DMs and everything who are so confused when they get their period. They're not sure what it is. They're, they're scared they might be dying. That's a theme. Um, a lot of people confuse brown blood with they thought they pooped their pants. <laughs> it's a big theme because we just expect, you know, they, they see blue liquid on commercials and they're like, okay, well, that's what it is. And then there's brown in their pants, you know, they're confused and they're scared. And that um, 
that moment of like confusion and shame and it's just not clicking carries throughout our lives like every period you kind of experience that same thing over and over again so just getting rid of that shame around it and letting people know that it's normal is so important the more we talk about it the more girls are going to be prepared menstruators are going to be prepared for their first periods they're going to be like oh my gosh this is it this is happening and i'm ready for it and not it's not going to be like i'm confused am i dying is there something wrong with me <laughs> um yeah just kicking that stigma to the curb is our is our main mission here because it really does impact a lot of our lives and we should be proud of our bodies and not ashamed of what they do because we are creating life literally people would not exist without us we are amazing human beings and it's all normal and great thank you i, I think that's amazing <laughs> it is normal and great and so it's yeah. so lovely to have you girls on this podcast to talk about your first periods and first period stories Again, would you let us know uh, how people can find you and find your Instagram handle and website? Yeah, for sure. So our website is firstperiodstories.com. Um, there you can go to the submit tab and fill in our little application. It's just your name, uh, where you live and your story. It's super fun. As I said, we get stories from all around the world, from the US to the UK to Pakistan to India. Um, so everyone is welcome to submit. We love it. The more the merrier, obviously. Um, and then our Instagram is at first.period.stories. There we post um, illustrations for each story. Rachel and Justine create those for each story. Wow. So it's really fun. You get to see what your illustration is going to be. Um, and we also pull quotes from our stories to get people to read the whole thing on our site. So firstperiodstories.com, check it out, guys. That's amazing. Is there anything else you guys would like to add to our listeners? Gosh, I feel like we hit on all the high points already. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> just keep busting that stigma. Yeah, yeah, I would say just keep sharing your stories, keep talking about it. Um, we're getting... There's a lot of progress happening um, and we have so much more to go and just keep telling those stories, keep talking about it and making it normal. Yep, the more we talk about it, the more we can get rid of the stigma completely. Thank yeah. you so much for being on today. Thank you.